Hey friends, um, it's Phil Larson. Uh, this um, this month, I'm going to do a replay of an episode from 2016, almost four years ago, July 2016. I went back and listened to it in light of this week, which a lot of uh, what's been happening is in response to uh, the death of George Floyd. If you're listening to this in the future, the it, it's it's <laughs> it's a big turning point. I think. Um, I hope. I pray. In particular, with police brutality and in racism, where a cop pressed his knee into the back of a neck of a black man, George Floyd, even though he was handcuffed, completely subdued, in fact, cooperating with authorities. He was saying he was doing anything and everything that they they were asking him to do. Um, I went back and listened to this episode, and it's very applicable. And um, kind of the unfortunate thing is that it's so applicable that four years ago, what has changed? That's what I want to ask is, what has changed? Has enough changed? Has four years been enough time? Has it been enough time? I think it, it definitely has been enough time to have changed, but has change happened? And that is where I just am going, ah, I'm scratching my head. I don't think so. And I thought it would. I thought we were at a turning point then. Are we at a turning point now? God, please, we're definitely at a uh, boiling point. We are boiling over. Minneapolis is literally on fire. People are rightfully angry. And this is the thing about protests, too. Um, if you can't be heard, if my son, if I'm ignoring my son, he's going to get loud. Trust me, I... I see it. I hear it. <laughs> My wife and I, if we aren't listening to each other, we'll raise an emotion. We'll, we'll make sure the other one hears us because we, we deserve to be heard. In a tweet yesterday by Martin Luther King III, Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, he says this, As my father explained during his lifetime, a riot is the language of the unheard. And being a part of a particular faith, I'm I'm very um, in the Christian realm, and people may go, well, but that's not Christian-like. Well, guys, Jesus turned over tables when he thought God was being ignored, and I'm sure some things were destroyed when he turned some things over. Rioting is the language of the unheard, and I know that ruffles some feathers, and I'm so sorry, but the best thing that we can do, if you don't like the rioting, that's okay. It's okay to not like the rioting. But how do you make the rioting stop? Help the unheard feel heard. So, kind of like what I say in this episode from four years ago, we need to stop. We need to shut our mouths. We need to listen to the unheard. Because things are being said, but no change is happening. Or very little. Not enough change is happening. And I will say this here as we are revisiting um, this old episode. I... Uh, my view on something has kind of changed. What I say in the episode is um, basically all races need to stop talking and listen to all races. Um, but I think I think maybe what needs to happen is um, the race that has the most power, whose words go the longest way, and um, I don't need to tell you what race that is. I think you actually know it. Um, and... Uh, has the majority is the one that needs to stop first. I'm, I'm just saying the one that needs to be heard is the one that feels unheard and the one that is rioting. And so, um, yes, I know, I know it's not just like one race or whatever. Um, I and my wife have ad adopted a, a biracial child 
and his skin is is definitely darker than ours. Uh, but that that needs to be the thing um, right now. If we're wanting to to help um, this with this racial unrest, that needs to be the thing that gives him a louder voice, and that needs to be the thing that uh, encourages us who don't have a darker skin tone to practice humility and practice a desire to understand it understand and listen and to step back a little bit give it a try if it's new to you if it feels like this is ruffling some feathers i mean that's okay that's okay uh, let it happen uh sit with it sit with the uncomfortableness uh, of it and that's just the way it is so i wanted to revisit that before we get into the episode because i know we're also i also said something with that and um there's been some demonstration in tweets and quotes and things uh, from other people in power that I think just really show that people are not being heard or taken seriously. These riots seem to be taken seriously because, as I saw someone explain it, it's more like a teapot whistle, okay? We're sounding the alarm. It, the cries for help. Rioting. Looting. I don't agree with the looting, but the cries for help. And the most loving thing, the most kind thing we can do is listen to those cries and take them seriously. To write them off is hate. Is hate. Is oppression. Okay, that's oppression. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but I think it's interesting that July 2016, when I recorded this upcoming episode, there were several events that happened within the week, um, several racist events, but also <laughs> um, I was with a youth group and we were really uh, dealing with a lot of stuff. It's really interesting how in that week there was so much that happened with me and the group that I was with that really um, encouraged some really good conversation and thought. And in one of the racist incidents is where a cop abused his power. And I'm not saying all cops are like this at all. No, I have some really close cop friends that um, are good people and actually have spoken out about um, George Floyd and how what the cop did was wrong. But it's interesting that one of those incidents had taken place in Minneapolis. And Minneapolis is where I'm from and uh, also where my wife went to college. And we have some family there and we're there recently. And um, it's very fresh. Four years, we need to do something. More change needs to happen. I hope you are inspired. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, I wish you, friends, all the best. All of you who are in quarantine or going back to work and being cautious. And it's a weird time right now. Tensions are high all over. And people, my friends, the only way out is through. We cannot suppress emotion. Okay, that is that is oppression. If we're suppressing someone else's emotion, no, you can't feel that way. No, you can't. we're dictating, we're telling people what they can and cannot do. That, that, my friends, is wrong. And no level of authority gives you the ability to do that. No level. In a democracy, in a land of freedom, in a land of equality, it's wrong. Anyway, okay, I thought I was getting off my soapbox. Maybe it's now. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for caring um, and for your grace. I, I know these words aren't perfect, but I'm always just an email away to uh, just go to philarson.net and fill out the contact form there. That's how you can email me. Okay, again, this was a week in 2016 where I released like four episodes in a row, four days in a row that same week because there was a lot happening. So um, that gives a little bit of context for the podcast. Um, okay, so here it is. Hey gals and guys, it's your host Phil Larson and this is another episode of your motivational high five on racism. And again, not starting out with an upbeat theme song because 
This is a somber reflection on the events of the last week. And last week, I found myself in San Antonio with a bunch of youth students from my church, and we were down there at a youth conference. The day before the Louisiana shooting, one of the speakers um, was speaking on racial reconciliation, and it really prepared our hearts for what was to come this week. The next two days were um, filled with the news of uh, the guy in Minnesota being shot, and it was really poignant for us because... um, When we started our trip home that same day, a few of our students wanted to stop by Little Rock High School on the way home, and so we did. Little Rock High School was the first uh, desegregated high school in the nation, and there's a lot of controversy around that. We got there late, about 10.30 and at night, and um, it was very somber. Lights were lighting up the high school. It's a very, very beautiful high school. We stood in a circle. We held hands, and we prayed. That next day, um, we had scheduled already uh, when we started the trip to stop in Memphis at the Civil Rights Museum, where uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was shot, and they built the Civil Rights Museum in the Lorraine Motel, where he was shot. I remember going through the exhibit and watching a video on, uh, uh, one of the videos was on Bloody Sunday. And while watching this next to me was this uh, uh, white male in his maybe mid-60s just sobbing. He was lamenting our past in a very uh, a beautiful way. And I saw in his face this palpable question that I began asking is, why? Why did we do this? Why did we get to the point of misvaluing life? On one of the walls um, was a picture of this black teenager girl um, holding up a sign that said, can man love God and hate his brother? That is a good why question. Later that same day, that night, we heard about the Dallas shootings of the policemen and the five that died. Facebook the next day, there is a firestorm of people grappling with the question why as a result of these three instances at odds with each other. And people were quick to make somewhat judgmental statements saying this about such and such group or such and such race. To some, the question of why doesn't settle well. And I saw several overcorrections of the question why with pseudo facts about they and them. It's a similar kind of segregation to point fingers with this kind of ignorant certainty. There is a wisdom in sitting with the why and not answering it. Mark Twain has a quote, and it goes like this. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Here's what I do know. Racism in America goes back centuries. It's complicated, and we need to seek understanding. If something is bigger than my lifetime, then it's probably bigger than my understanding. But I want to know. And that's the best response to the why. And in order to do that, we need the perspectives of all races. And how do we do that? We listen. And in order to listen, we need to stop speaking. Friends, make a choice to better yourself today. And we do an exercise at the end of our episodes to help with that. We look at a reflection and we participate in something called neuroplasticity. When you see reflection, will you say this to yourself? Today, I choose to better understand others by being quick to listen and slow to speak.
the solution starts with all of us on an individual level, seeking to put our own selfish needs aside for the betterment of the entire whole of humanity. And what we find is we get what we need. But of course, as always, that starts with you. you.